Welcome back, Flames Nation. And John, it's another Tuesday night. And it's another Tuesday where we can say we still have our O. We still have the zero in the last column. Our Liberty Flames are 9-0 and fresh off of a homecoming win against Louisiana Tech. And we are super excited that you uh, have joined us this evening uh, to talk all about Liberty Flames. What happened last week? What's coming up? We got an exciting show this week. Caden Salter coming up shortly. Our normal Jason Porter uh, with Brendan Schlittler. We got cash and tickets with CT. We got a very special guest. Uh, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the man who was all things uh, Liberty football, all things Liberty athletics. He was in a bunch of press conferences today, today talking about all the amazing things. And that is the John Manson. John, how are we doing this Tuesday night? Long shots. We're back like we never left, man. I mean, uh, you were down in Alabama this weekend, but uh, we had a uh, Sunday night podcast. Uh, basketball, basketball season's getting going, so make sure you guys have have uh, watched that one. And got a big game Friday night against uh, or Friday afternoon, really four thirty against Charlotte uh, down in Charlotte, at the Spectrum Center, home of the Hornets. So looking forward to that. But but yeah, tonight we're here to talk about those uh, those nine and Flames got the win over. Uh, Louisiana Tech on uh, Saturday. Uh, it, it was a good game, especially for the offense. I mean, the offense couldn't be stopped, but uh, it was a good game. Get to nine and zero and, and clinch uh, home field and conference USA championship game. Yeah, and and John, as you mentioned, I was not uh, able to watch the game live. I was down in Tuscaloosa for Alabama LSU. I was able to go back and watch a highlight tape uh, of everything that happened, and uh, it was an offensive juggernaut uh we have stats on the screen right now if you are watching live thank you so much please subscribe like uh it, it helps us out a bunch if you are on youtube if uh if you are listening later on uh we have stats from saturday's game and right off the bat total yards on offense 602 total yards on offense that's some like big 12 in 20 2011 numbers just a preposterous um, amount of offense. And I love that that breakdown, 305 rushing yards, 297 passing yards. Uh, we've talked a lot about the run game, but I've always believed that this offense is balanced, that has the ability to do both. And again, it did not see the game, but John, is that what you saw? The, 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 the stats say yes, but uh, is that something we noticed on Saturday night? Oh, definitely. It was uh, it was a very balanced attack, as you see there in the numbers. But uh, it was a typical, you know, you got Quentin Cooley as the bowling ball up the middle. And I mean, he's getting eight, 10, 12 yards a pop uh, between the tackles. That, that's tough to, to, to beat. And especially when you get into the second half as the defense is getting uh, worn down. And, and then uh, you got Caden and his ability with with his legs to make plays. And then he can always take those shots over the top. He got Noah Frith involved, had a big I think it was a 55 yard touchdown a pass and run and and obviously cj daniels as well doing doing the typical thing so uh this offense uh I, i've said it all along really all season is that it's almost uh you know how do, what poison do you pick i mean because it's uh you know whether it's the run game and multiple facets of the run game like we've talked about before through the option through quentin cooley up the middle caden salter and his ability or in the passing game and salter can make the passes uh, all over the field right and and uh, it, it's a lot of fun uh we really didn't see a ton of the the triple option uh saturday night against louisiana tech didn't need to this this, this offense was just humming on all cylinders only had two possessions all night that they didn't score and one of those was a was a turnover just a a, a bad exchange on, on a 
on a uh, like read option uh, play between Salter and Cooley and then had one punt there in the second half when the game was kind of already in hand a little bit. Uh, so, so you can't talk about much better execution than that. Also was a perfect seven of seven on third down uh, to start the game and it's seven of eight uh, on third downs for the game. But uh, I mean, you can't really talk about uh, or do much better than that, than, than what that uh, offense did against the Bulldogs. Yeah. Anytime you score 56 points in, in college football, uh, you, you're oftentimes walking away with a win, walking away with a smile on your face. Obviously, some questions about the defense giving up 30 points. But at the end of the day, if you're able to hang a 50-burger, uh, you're in a good spot. So new college football power index. Uh, we have 51 next to our name. And uh, obviously, that's not going to be the number. Saturday afternoon, we're going to have 25 next to it. I'm not, I'm not sure what... Uh, how ESPN, whoever is carrying this game, if they're going to put AP or the college football playoffs. But in the ESPN complete college football playoffs, Liberty still leads the entire Conference USA, ranked 51. Next up, Western Kentucky, not a surprise, at 84. And then after that, Jacksonville State at 94. John, any surprises to you about the Conference USA uh, rankings when it comes to the college football power index? And do you think it aligns with what the Conference USA standings say? Yeah, no real surprises there. I actually think Jacksonville State's probably the second best team in this league. Uh, unfortunately, they they won't get the chance to play in the conference uh, championship game, and and you know maybe fortunately they're not out there on uh, social media and and whining about that nonstop like <laughs> like some other schools. But uh, you know I, I think they're they're a really good team. Rich Rodriguez has got that that uh, team moving in the right direction. They they nearly Wait. pulled off the upset yeah. against South Carolina, which would have yeah. done really good for for Liberty's uh, strength of schedule and that narrative. But uh, lost it, by it, ten, right? Yeah, they lost by t it was a pick six there late. They were down by three and driving, hoping to uh, go in and either tie the game or take the lead. But um, you know, through a pick six. So, but anyways, a good good showing for them nonetheless, and in their first year at the FBS level, uh, New Mexico State, Western Kentucky play uh, this weekend. They're really the only two teams left in contention for that second spot in the uh, conference championship game. And uh, if New Mexico State wins on Saturday at Western Kentucky. Uh, they will clinch the the second spot and will be playing against the Liberty, making the trip back to Li to Lynchburg for the third time in just over a year <laughs> on December first. But uh, Western Kentucky, if they they win, they'll be uh, right there and in, in, in the driver's seat as well. So that, that's a big game coming up, obviously for the conference uh, this weekend as as Liberty steps out of conference play to take on ODU. Yeah, and it, it, it's exciting, and we haven't even mentioned it yet because I think. Uh, we kind of got excited about it after the Western Kentucky game and assumed it was going to be a foregone conclusion, but have officially clinched home field advantage in the Conference USA uh, championship game, and and that's just an uh, awesome, awesome situation. Uh, Coach Chadwell said it's a checkpoint. It is part of the journey. It's part of what this team is trying to accomplish, uh, and it is awesome that in our very first year we are going to get an opportunity to show off William Stadium across the entire country on a Friday night on conference championship weekend so yeah and season uh, ticket holders flames club members make mm -hmm. sure i'm sure you've gotten your emails make sure you go out and uh make your purchases i think you've got until wednesday at 5 p.m uh those will be uh locked down for you and and uh, at, at that point in time they then uh open up to the rest of the general public so make sure you if you are a season ticket holder flames club member make sure you go ahead and get your uh purchases in i, I know i've done the same and uh looking forward to uh to filling up uh william stadium friday uh, December 1st, and that'll be the, 
that'll probably be the most watched game in Liberty football history to this point because it's a conference championship game. There's not going to be many other games on that night, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, casual fans tuning in. So let's make sure uh, William Stadium shows off. Yeah, and this is the reason why we joined a conference, and that's a whole nother debate for another time, but to play in conference championship games, to be featured on national television in pretty much standalone games, this is the reason why this happened. So I'm super excited about it, and we're going to bring in two of our uh, weekly friends that get to join us all the time, and that is Mr. Jason Porter and Mr. Brendan Schuttler. Fifty-five. What's up, brother? How you doing? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. Hey, uh, fifty-six to thirty, nine and zero. Uh, congratulations, man. Roland, take us take us real quick into the locker room after the uh, after the huge victory Saturday. Yeah, uh, hot start. Obviously, um, I think the locker room was relieved, uh, as we discussed last week. One and six in November, and you're starting to get that, you know, that curse off our back, hopefully. And uh, um, seeing the adjustments we made from last season to this season regarding November uh, come to fruition. So um, I know the offense was thrilled with what happened. Anytime you can put up 300 plus rushing yards, you know, 50 plus points, uh, the work you put in that week definitely paid off. So uh, the guys are pumped, but I think the biggest thing I saw this week in the locker room compared to previous weeks is they were immediately ready for ODU the second the game was over. Uh, they, It was all focused on that, and we're just ready to keep working. So uh, that was really cool to see, especially when you have a young team. And uh, I loved how they responded. Yeah, Brendan, that's awesome to uh, to hear they were ready to go for ODU. I know that's a game that uh, Liberty fans and alum and and uh, the team obviously is also uh, look, looking forward to and and one that maybe a little bit of bragging rights and look, try to get a little bit of uh, a respect regionally and even nationally a little bit on that one. But uh, Brendan, you know, looking at this offense and. and you know, I mean, it's it's amazing what they do, and they do it each and every week. You know, putting up 600 yards this week and and uh, against Louisiana Tech, and kind of evenly split as we were talking about a minute ago between uh, running the pass and and it's almost and I said this before, but it's almost like it, it's hard. How do you choose what to stop? You know, I mean, it's, it's just so much to 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 uh, you know that Liberty has to offer, but and it, it all starts up front, like like we've talked about before too, with that offensive line, but. Um, you know, in your time, I mean, this is your fifth year at Liberty, and in your time, I mean, there's been some great players that have come through. Uh, is this year six? Man, that's, that's he's a veteran. Crazy. That's crazy. So, in your six years at Liberty, uh, I was thinking five years. You're trying to go for five for five for the for the bowl game, but uh, well, in your six years. Yeah. In your six years at Liberty, uh, you know, Malik Willis, quarterback, Demario Douglas at receiver. But just as a whole, this offense, uh, I mean, is it as good or maybe even better than any offense that you've seen during your time at Liberty? Just, you know, because there's no one guy you can really key on. It's the whole offense is bringing it. I would, I'm going to go on a limb and say that I think the difference is that the guys are being put in positions to show what they have and to the fullest ability. And I say that because – I think the coaches are putting the guys in the best spots to utilize what we have. And I I just watched the film, and I'm, I'm just amazed. Each week, it's something new, um, and they're finding new ways to get guys the ball. 
uh, obviously have to make adjustments because other teams watch film too, but the way that they just use what we have and put the guys in positions to succeed is something I haven't seen before. Um, I think that's that's a big difference. Um, and obviously when you have a lot to play for, 9-0, you're going to play harder. Um, and they, they've sent the message the whole offseason about loving your brother, and it's love's a choice. So making the choice, each of us to commit, and we signed a covenant that we're going to, no matter what happens, be all in with each other and give it all we have. And, I mean, it's, it's happened so far. It's been pretty cool to see. Yeah, Brennan, to that point, it's been interesting watching, uh, seems like maybe the last two weeks, uh, Bedgood specifically come out of the backfield. He's a, There's a lot of eye candy and motion coming off uh, with what Aaron's able to do and him catching the ball and allowing him to uh, catch it in space and do some things. But I was kind of curious, uh, we were talking a little bit on, on the broadcast just about uh, from your perspective, what, uh, what does it look like as an offensive line, uh, lineman line, plural, trying to uh, protect a quarterback like Caden, who uh, you never know what he's going to do. He's just, he's got that read and not to mention uh, his rushing yards and knowing that he's going to scramble at any moment. How do you guys avoid just the um, holding penalties among other things, but uh, what's it like to, to block for somebody who you never know whether he's zigging or zagging or both. Yeah. I'd say the biggest thing is just expect the unexpected. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens that it just is not in the playbook because you know, plays are going to break up and he's going to have to extend them and do his thing. So um, a lot of times, especially in QB draws, you'll have some times we flush out of the pocket where he's going to start going zigging zag, like you said, and you don't know where it's going. So um, it's just knowing that that can happen. And, I mean, ultimately he's got to play. Um, but I'll tell you what, Caden, most rushing quarterbacks that can run the ball, um, they take a lot of sacks and they don't – they kind of run into some. They kind of they, – they make up for it, but they also kind of hurt you sometimes. Nine games in, he has avoided a lot of stuff, and he has not ran into much. And I know that's something that the guys really appreciate because you put in a lot of work, and when they're running into stuff, it's not fun. But uh, he's helped them out a ton, and he's done a great job of having the pro- the pocket presence, trusting the guys, staying in there, making the throws. He's taking hits, um, but he's doing what he needed to do, and that's ultimately what matters most. Brendan, you're rocking the uh, R.T. Rogers hat there, and it was great to to catch up with uh, Greg Rogers, see him and and some of his team at the game at, at the tailgate Saturday, and uh, give us a little bit more uh, uh, detail as to uh, who R.T. Rogers are and and how they can uh, help uh, you know some of our viewers. Yeah, R.T. Rogers is an oil company based out of Southern West Virginia. Uh, main marketing areas are South Eastern West Virginia and Southwest Virginia. Uh, they sell fuel lubricants, tanks, and equipment. Uh, Greg Rogers, as you mentioned, Liberty alum, came back for homecoming. It was great to meet up with him and uh, a bunch of the family members and stuff. But uh, just great supporters of the Flames. Uh, Love supporting the the football team and couldn't thank him enough for his support um, and for responsive, reliable, full-service fuel providing. Uh, Just hit him up at rtrogersoil.com, and they will take care of you. So, Brendan, uh, take us into into this uh, this game this week against Old Dominion. It, you mentioned the the one and six record in November the previous two years, and got that turned around, uh, or at least started to turn around it uh, against Louisiana Tech, going one and zero there. Uh, but stepping out of conference play, I mean, Coach Chadwell and his staff have talked so much about playing for a conference championship, getting to play in the conference championship game, play it at home, all that. But now you step out of conference, 
you know, in November kind of seems like it comes at a weird time in the schedule. How is uh, you, you mentioned that the team was was focused right after that game Saturday night against Louisiana Tech for this ODU game. What is it about this team? What is it about this game this week that that has the team so focused and dialed in uh, at, at least to this point in time in, of the week? Yeah, I think before we were so focused on getting our six wins and that was our Super Bowl was the bowl game. Um, and this year it's kind of more process driven than product driven. Uh, so obviously you want to be 14 and no, you want to win a conference championship when your bowl game, but you have to do X, Y, and Z to get there. And I think the best thing this team has done is we focus on the X, Y, and the Z and not the end product. So we're excited because we know we have to clean up stuff defensively, offensively. We got to clean up stuff that's going to come up down the road if we want those things and we got to fix this week. So knowing that we have an opportunity to fine tune details, uh, and grow that chemistry together, that's going to matter most when it comes down later on down the road. Um, that, that's all the motivation you need for a week like this. This is a really solid team. Um, play JMU to the wire, put up a fight against Virginia Tech, and they've been in a lot of close games. Their coaches also put them in good spots, and they utilize their talent accordingly, uh, talented backfield. And I think it's one of those weeks where if you don't come in respecting the heck out of them and working your tail off, then it could bite you in the butt. So. Yeah, one thing about ODU is they've uh, played in eight straight games decided by seven points or fewer, which is just uh, an insane stat. But uh, looking forward to the game Saturday. Brendan, as always, thanks for joining us and and appreciate you uh, fanning the flames uh, even from the sidelines this year as you uh, fight back from that injury and and, uh, look forward to seeing you guys on on Saturday. Amen. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Like me. So, uh, JP, uh, it's November. It's starting to get cold outside. Maybe uh, real estate is not something people want to mess with this time of the year. What, what are maybe some pros and cons of, of doing some real estate at this time of the year? Yeah, I think uh, November, December, and even into January, February, I always get a little bit of a bad rap when it comes to real estate. But uh, probably one of the biggest pros right now is the fact that uh, there's not a lot of activity on the market. So if you're somebody who's in in the market right now to uh, to buy or to sell. Uh, the competition's not quite as strong, definitely not nearly what it was the last couple of years. We talked about that through the weeks here, but um, that gives you a lot of flexibility. And if you're a buyer in this situation right now, uh, really to your point, John, there's just not a lot of folks that wanna move during the holidays, that's kind of the thing. But uh, at the same time, if you have that flexibility and that lifestyle or whatever, and you're willing to do something, uh, you may be able to pick up a deal. Um, and then completely different focus real quick is on the investor front. Obviously, the, the fiscal year is coming to an end here and in, in, in the fourth quarter. So we've got some interesting things moving on the commercial side and on the um, on the investment side, too. So November, December and even January, February, uh, you don't always think about real estate, but it's a it's a very interesting pros and cons time of market. Be glad to talk with anybody about it. Virginia's best and most flames-friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, where you can enjoy their craft roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there, and it will be directly shipped to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the capital of the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at one of their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and season ticket holders. And now they're pleased to sponsor the podcast from CRA. Hop over to www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get your Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. If you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, I really want to try Ironclad coffee. You know, you're thinking, is it worth it? Should I do it? 
every Saturday, every home game, every tailgate, we are stocked to the brim with ironclad coffee. But just a heads up, it goes pretty quickly. Uh, no lie, I have seen Mrs. Chadwell drinking ironclad coffee. I have seen Dr. Elmer Towns drinking uh, ironclad coffee. You got to get in there. You got to give it a shot. Make sure you come out to our tailgate uh, sponsored by uh, Flames Rising, our NIL. If you can get over there, there was hundreds of hundreds of people there on, on Saturday uh, to celebrate homecoming and to see our next guest, uh, to see our starting quarterback, um, young man who was just the, over the last year has really blossomed to, to really put himself in as one of the Liberty quarterback greats. And we always say we've gone kind of from one to the other and we're on a great run. And you see teams across the country, John, that, that are, are still trying to find that one. And uh, we've kind of gone back to back with, with, with two all-time greats. And I'm talking about no other than number seven, Caden Salter, Liberty University starting quarterback. Welcome on, Caden. Caden Salter, number seven. Welcome to the Sea of Red football podcast. How are we doing this Tuesday night? Hey, I'm doing good. Just out grabbing me a bite of food with some of my teammates right now. I'm sitting in the corner. I'd love to hear that little uh, team bonding. So we're going to jump right into it so uh, you can get back to uh, enjoying a nice meal with your teammates. Uh, First things first, what happened Middle Tennessee State with the helmet situation? We were all on TV like, what just happened? (laughs) They're throwing helmets. You're pushing people out of the way. What what happened with that? I mean, see, what happened was was, I was warming up. Then we had got ball first, and I ran out. I was warming up on the sideline without my helmet. So then we had got ball first, and after the kick return, I, I was try, I was steady warming up, trying to make sure I was loose. So I just I grabbed the helmet when I was done, just took off running to the field, and somehow I had I had the wrong helmet. I'm putting on the helmet. I put it on, took it off. I'm like, it's not fitting. I put it back on. I took it off. I said, it's not my helmet. And I just took off running to the side. I was like, this is not my helmet. So I got to bumping everybody out the way. Then everybody must have seen it. And by the time before I even got over there, somebody already tossed me my helmet. And I just ran out on the field. We had a motion. I was supposed to call. And I ended up getting the motion call, but I didn't end up getting my man all the way to where he needed to be to align the defender to where we needed him to be aligned for the route to get open. So I, we, I just went out there and rushed the whole play. And it turned out to be a bad play. Just everything it turned into a d- disaster right there. I turned. A bad play into a worse play, but we still ended out on top. And I, after that, I, I ain't let that happen again. <laughs> yeah, hey, at the end of the day, walked away uh, from from that night with a win. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, coaches have a get back guy. If you need a helmet guy, you just let us know, and we'll we'll get someone all all set up for you. JB likes to joke around with it now. He makes sure I have my helmet. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's awesome to hear. So uh, talk about this season. Last year definitely was different. Kind of each week, we didn't know who was going to be in there. Y'all don't know who was going to be in there. Uh, but you won the starting job. 
uh, back in, in August and has transitioned to being the starting quarterback here. Uh, talk about what it's like this year to know that you are going to be the starter week to week. Yeah, it was just, it was very exciting. It's all blessings from God from the, from the jump. So I just know that I worked hard for the, for the position, uh, very competitive throughout spring ball and fall camp with the new staff coming in, just learning all of the plays. We was all, although we all was competing, we was all helping each other, uh, learn learn from each other, just to learn the offense. So no matter, regardless who got the spot, they'll be prepared and know how to run the offense, make sure everybody understood the offense. But it was just me knowing that when I did get the job, first people I called my parents, they were very excited for me, just telling me how happy and how all the things that I overcome and just how it, it was my time. And I ever, ever since they told me that, I just had to keep on going forward. Then I knew that I had to put on a good season this year, uh, coming from last year after my injury. And just, I, just, I just knew that I had to, I just had to put, be a better quarterback for Liberty this season. And I, I've been, I've been, been the best that I could be this season for the team and praying that I can keep being the best that I can be for the team. And, come out win conference USA championship in this bowl game. Well, Caden, through uh through nine games, I think we all can say so far so good. But uh, you know, teams nine and zero, and and uh, one thing that I've been impressed with, not just you but the entire team, is how you guys have been able to focus each and every week. And it doesn't seem to matter who the opponent is. You guys uh, come out laser focused and, and ready to get the job done. Doesn't matter what happens in the middle of a game. You talked about you know the helmet. Uh, helmet gate, if we want to call it that, and and other things, you know, turnovers and, and bad penalties and whatnot during the game. But you guys still seem to stay focused. As this team keeps winning, uh, you know, the the outside noise seems to to get r- ratcheted up a little bit each each and every week. Uh, how do you guys try to block that out? You know, where you're not worried about what other people are saying outside of your locker room, but you just stay focused on on the game this week. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we really don't pay attention to all of the media. It's like a lot of people always asking us, like, why we're not top 25, why we're not this, why we're not that. I mean, we, we're just out here playing for each other. We're, we're winning, and that's all that matters to us. Uh, we're, we're, we're climbing up the ladder that coach set at the beginning of the year for us. Uh, we, 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 we get to play a championship game at Liberty. We're not in no right now. So, like, all of the outside noise has nothing to do with we're going to come out and play a lot of teams saying that it's we're we got a lot of weight on our back by being nine and oh but that, that that's that doesn't put weight on our back when we're coming out playing for each other playing for the brother right on side of us every play every drive and every game you know so often you, you hear coaches say that oh we're not worried but uh, you generally can tell uh that coach shadwell the entire staff and the entire team as well truly believe that that you, you really guys really aren't getting involved with uh, all that all that nonsense. But there's a lot of new faces within Liberty football this year, coaching staff, players, uh, all that. What's it been like getting to know, especially on the offensive side of the ball, a lot of the new faces, a lot of your new teammates? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been great just learning a lot of new people, just learning people's background, learning from where they come from, learning other people's story. I mean, everybody has different stories and different backgrounds and just learning – that some people come from the same background as you and some people have been put in the same positions as you. Just just learning how everybody learned and how everybody processed, that, that's just very exciting in life. And as a man, you, I mean, you, you, you're going to end up working with a lot of different people. Just knowing how to work with people and build bonds with people is very – that'll take you very far in life. In college, 
learning learning a lot of people and hanging around a lot of people bringing the bonds these bonds would be forever i mean this is just not for the three or four years four to five years you're in college these bonds you're building for after college like going to each other going to each other's weddings and stuff after college like this is this is all brotherly love right here Joined with uh, Liberty quarterback Caden Salter. Uh, Caden, uh, you've won, what, three Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week awards so far this year, and you got to be the odds-on favorite to be, uh, you know, Conference USA uh, uh, Offensive Player of the Year uh, here in a few weeks. But uh, if you could go back maybe uh, to the end of last season or this offseason or, or in training camp or whatever it may be, was there any one point or one thing that, that – you know, you can point back to as, okay, this is where I, I took the next step from being, you know, a good quarterback to, to being able to, to be the quarterback of a, of a top 25 team? I mean, just just preparation. I, I, I feel like I put more time in studying and understanding defenses and understanding my progressions and getting trying to move off of progressions quicker and knowing when to use my legs. Like, a lot of times I have to, I have to grow. I had to grow into not – they can run first and run while looking downfield two pass. So it, it was just a lot of growing up I had to do. And I think the older that I get, the more mentally and physically I'll be become better at things. So I feel like I most definitely still have a lot more to grow to do, but I have been showcasing a lot of my growth over this past, over these past uh, seasons. No, and, and it's been great getting to watch you grow uh, just from last year to, to this year for sure. So I'm up in New Jersey, so I don't get to go to Williams Stadium a bunch. So I'm watching the games on TV. And one of my favorite things is always, you know, a touchdown scored and they flash to the players in the end zone. And then you come running in late, sometimes doing like a, one of these, doing some sort of dance. You look like, you know, you are just loving being out there. Uh, can you pick one play this year that, is, has been your favorite. I know I put you on the spot with that one. Uh, I probably had to say this past game, just Noah getting his first touchdown. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that was very exciting. I, I mean, you just explained I'm running down the field all crazy. I mean, like Coach said in his post-game interview, Noah, he, he works his butt off with his team. Uh, he he probably leads college football and most catches that got called back for penalties, most definitely. And just the fact that he's know he's a great person on and off the field. He's a great leader for us. He he he's been at Liberty forever, and we are we always tell him that he knows that. So just just seeing that how excited the team was for Noah getting his uh, first touchdown of the season and the the way that we we stamped it before the game. I told him like. This was gonna be the game that you're gonna get your touchdown in. It didn't. It happened. So that was just very exciting watching that and going through that play and end up hitting Noah, watching him run down the field for the touchdown. Hey, Caden, last question for you before we let you uh, get out of here and get on with with your evening. But uh, similar question. Uh, it does seem like you're having a lot of fun, and and uh, you know uh, what. Why is that? I mean, why does it seem like you guys are having so much fun and you in particular? I mean, it, it is a game that you're playing, but a lot of times we get so caught up in, you know, you got to win, you got to win, all this sort of thing. But why does it seem like uh, you're having so much fun? It kind of comes through whether it's on the TV or, or when you're there at the game in person. Yeah, it's just, I mean, of course we're winning, but it's just me as a person. I mean, I, I feel like 
I'm back being me. I mean, this this season, feel I, I feel like I'm, I just feel like I'm back me, and just I had the freedom to go out there and do what I do and just have fun with it. Make like the mistakes that I made, I just learned from them. I'm not getting pulled after throwing an interception or making a bad read. Just knowing that I can go out there and have fun with my brothers and win or win or lose, although we haven't lost yet, win or lose, we're all going to have fun and we're going to fight for each other, just watching all of us fight for each other and plan for each other and how tough we are together, just the bond that we have. That, that just brings everybody together and everybody's out there having fun and it's, it's no better feeling than having fun while winning. So. I mean, it's just great. And then the fans at home games, the, the fan base, you can't thank the student section how much. Like, they, they come out and they everybody just be pumped up. I mean, all the Conference USA games we play and probably even the schools that we have played that haven't even played here could probably tell you that Liberty has the best student section and fan base in Conference USA. Oh, well, it's so great that, that you're able to feel that support because, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for the entire fan base, but it really has been awesome just to see you and the rest of the team's growth over the last uh, 12 months or so. Uh, I'll be actually be down there uh, this weekend to catch the game, so very much looking forward to, to seeing that. I'd be remiss if I did not give a shout-out to my dad who's watching. You're his favorite player. He rocks a Salter shirt uh, every Saturday. He's always making sure, like, i got got to make sure the Salter shirt's washed. Uh, for 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 game days. So uh, again, on on uh, from John and I and the rest of our a Sea of Red podcast team, thank you so much for joining us, Caden. We'll see you Saturday. Go enjoy dinner and uh, and enjoy the uh, days leading up to the game. Yes, sir. Thank you, Flames. What's oh, up, well, guys? Shout it's out Zach, and we're back. Interview uh, that was again. Like and subscribe if you are checking us out. It, it means a ton. Uh, to us on whatever platform you are consuming this on. But as John mentioned earlier, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. We're in that crossover. There's like a zillion sports going on at once. It's hard to keep track. I can't keep track. But luckily, we have a gentleman who is going to keep track. And Phil, you went on. All that is going on. So let's hear it from Zeke. What's up, guys? It's Zach, and we're back with another edition of the Liberty Flame Sports Recap. Let's get right into it. Volleyball defeated Louisiana Tech last Thursday and Friday, beating them 3 to nothing both times. They will face UTEP in El Paso this Friday and Saturday to conclude the regular season before hosting the Conference USA Women's Volleyball Tournament. Field hockey defeated Villanova 3-2 in the Big East semis, but unfortunately fell to Old Dominion in a bloodbath on Sunday in the Big East Championship 3-1. They did receive an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, and they will face number 12 seed Syracuse in the first round at Duke University this Friday. Men's soccer concluded their season falling to Eastern Illinois 4-1 in penalty kicks. Women's soccer defeated Louisiana Tech 3-0 last Friday in the semifinals, and then won Liberty's first ever Conference USA Championship by defeating New Mexico State 2-1 in the Conference USA Championship game at Louisiana Tech University. The Flames will face number four seed Georgia in the first round of the NCAA tournament that will be in Athens. Football defeated Louisiana Tech 56-30 on homecoming to approve to 9-0 on the season. Liberty clinched home field advantage for the Conference USA Championship game with the win. The women's cross country will compete in the Southeast Regional Championships this Friday. This will be held in Spartanburg, South Carolina with a trip to the National Championship meet on the line. 
Men's and women's basketball both opened their 2023-24 seasons last night. Women's basketball began their season by defeating Frostburg State 68-46. They will face Stephen F. Austin this Friday coming up next in Texas. Men's basketball opened the 2023-2024 campaign with a 103-43 win over Mid-Atlantic Christian. The Flames will next compete in the Hall of Fame Showcase in Charlotte this Friday at the Spectrum Center. That's all for this week's edition of the Liberty Flames Sports Recap. I'm Zach, and go Flames! Welcome on our main man, catching tickets, Christian Taylor, the man who is uh, coming back hard when it comes to picking some games for you uh, each week. A great opportunity for us to talk about the entire landscape of college yeah. football, dive into some teams, <laughs> some teams you, you might know about and some teams you don't. But CT, give us a little recap how you did last week. Yeah. I mean, first of all, thanks for the intro. I don't I don't even know if I deserve to be on here alongside you right now. Um, we'll get to that uh, with how on fire you are. But yeah, we're doing better for sure. Uh, so recap real quick, CT's locks, three on three and two on the main ones. Uh, Arkansas won outright, Army won outright. Um, maybe somebody sprinkled the money line there and Arizona won outright as well. So all three dogs won outright. And then that bonus money line parlay, plus 450 as well, that hit. So um, it was definitely a really good weekend for the locks. Yeah, great to great to bounce back. I, I wish I would have tailed a lot of them, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was down in Alabama, and shockingly, there's no legal sports betting in Alabama. So I was able Shocker. to fire off one bet, Alabama team total, uh, over 34 and a half. Uh, normally I bet responsibly, but that might have been an irresponsible bet. But that's irrelevant because I was like seven rows off the field at Brian Denny. But uh, I I picked a bad week to be down. Exactly. I won, so it doesn't matter. Um, But uh, great week from you. I wish I would have been in a a state with legal uh, investing so I could have taken advantage of that. So what do you got for us this week? Week 11, right? Yeah, week 11. I don't know how season's like two-thirds of the way over. I I don't know how. Uh, But we'll jump right into it. First of all, Friday night game. I would have Wyoming at UNLV, 1045, so maybe some people's bedtime. But if you're awake, it's going to be a really good game. Could it impact Liberty's chances with New York 6 or something like that? Um, you know, UNLV is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I do like them in this game. I do like them. I've said it a couple times. Wyoming is not the same away from home. I think they're undefeated at home this year, but they're not the same on the road. Laramie's um, so, a tough place to play. Exactly. <laughs> so I really like UNLV in this spot. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a good line for them, and I think they'll win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, UNLV's been kind of surprising this year. They have really kind sneaky. of came out I, from I out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people didn't think much about them, but I mean, they're definitely a contender for the Mountain West, and a team that we need to be at, at least aware of, if not a little mm-hmm. nervous about. Uh, but moving on to the next game, it's a gross <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Rutgers at Iowa, under twenty nine. Yeah, I I saw it's the lowest total since somewhere in the 1990s um, or something like that. I, I have to play the under. 
Um, it might even be grosser to play on anything's gross in this game. It might even be grosser to uh, play the over and try to just sweat out field goals uh, to get you there. But regardless, um, Iowa's defense is great. Uh, you know about Rutgers. Their offense has been on and off, but this Iowa defense is one of the top in the country. Um, so give me that under 29. Yeah. I, I love each week I was just getting lower and lower with yeah, exactly. the defense. <laughs> The fact that it's the numbers at 29 is just so preposterous. I've actually been to a Rutgers-Iowa game before at Rutgers. Iowa fans, super sweet people. Uh, going to be interesting to see now they finally fired uh, Brian Farron. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, and I mean, uh, that was something we talked about at the very beginning of the yeah. season. I remember week zero with the locks, we talked about, hey, he hasn't his contract. If they score, if they don't score 25 a game, he's gone. And he's never uh, close we either. thought that would help them. <laughs> Clearly it didn't. So he's... Uh, that offense has struggled, but thankfully they have that defense to uh, keep them a good team. Yeah. The other thing, just really quickly, college football playoff rankings tonight, these aren't uh, reflected in these graphics or anything, but they ranked Iowa. Iowa wasn't ranked last week. They beat Northwestern by three points, and then they ranked them in the 20s. I, I don't it think It makes that. no sense. I don't yeah. even think they have the path to the Big Ten championship game anymore. Uh, I would have to look at the West, but yeah, regardless, I mean, that, that whole West is just a mess. Anyways, moving on, one of the games of the week, uh, yep. Tennessee at Missouri, CBS classic SEC 330 slot. Um, it's going to be another good one, and it's just another Joe Milton fade for me. Uh, this yep. Mizzou <laughs> defense can struggle. We saw that like in the LSU game. Uh, that was a very high-scoring shootout. We saw it against Georgia. They struggled as well. Um, but I think their strengths are they're, where their weaknesses aren't as bad on the defense is where Tennessee's offense lies. So I do think Mizzou has a good matchup in this one. I do like them at home in this top 25 matchup. Um, give me Mizzou plus one and a half. Moving on from there, we're going uh, to the American a little bit later, 4 p.m. in your classic ESPN Plus game. Uh hmm. ECU at FAU. Uh, we know that FAU Stadium well. Um, and we're going to go FAU minus eight. Really, this is an ECU fade for me. Um, of course, last week they, they almost beat Tulane. That would have been incredible if they did uh, for Liberty. But unfortunately, they didn't. I don't think that consistency stays for two weeks in a row. Um, I think they fall off the map going away from home here. FAU has been back and forth this season as well. But I, I do like their team. Um, I like Tom Herman as a coach. Um, and again, I think ECU just fades again this week. So FIU minus eight. Uh, speaking of Tom Herman, side note, I wore my OK Cool Hook'em shirt to vote today. So happy election day. Make sure you get Incredible. out and vote. This point, it's probably too late to vote, but hope you get out there and vote. I hope you did. Exactly. Final one, another game that's going to impact Liberty um, mm -hmm. potentially tremendously. Uh, and this time, I like the team that could help out the Flames. So Fresno State at San Jose State, Saturday night at 10.30 on CBS Sports Network. Uh, hopefully the commentators are better than some of ours. But regardless, uh, San Jose State plus one. I think they went out right, which would be amazing uh, to see Fresno State drop a game. Um, this line is just really short to me, in my opinion. Um, San Jose State, they struggled to start the season. They've been picking it up. Um, but I still would have expected, expected this line to be around four or five points. Uh, so for San Jose State to be, only be laying one, uh, I think that tells me they're going to be winning outright. So give me San Jose State. And again, 
rooting for that outcome to help out the Flames. Yep, late night Saturday, uh, watching UFC and that. All right, give us your bonus parlay. Yep, absolutely. Let's keep it hot. So a couple teams that were already in there. So UNLV, uh, we have them. Washington, we have them taking care of business as well. Keep on rolling. Arkansas, we'll talk about that game a little bit later. I think they're going to be Auburn. Um, I know a couple of you may disagree there. Uh, FAU, uh, just have them to win out right there as well. Texas beating TCU. This TCU team is a shell of what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Texas to keep on rolling, knowing they can't lose if they want to be in the playoff. And then finally, Oregon at home against USC. Um, Oregon, great team, great home team. I think they're going to win. I, as we talked about last week, I think they're going to win the Pac-12, uh, but they need this game. I'm hoping USC go, continues to fade off the map as well. Um, now that they're eliminated from the playoff, that they're eliminated from the Pac-12, who knows, maybe Caleb Williams shows up, but regardless, I struggle to see Oregon losing. So put all those six together. You get a nice plus 525, and let's hope we can cash that two weeks in a row. Yes. So, CT, thank you for your locks. Every week we bring in a uh, different guest host. And before we bring that guest host uh, in, you quickly see on the screen, uh, if you are watching on video, if you are not watching on video, great week overall. Uh, five and four for John Manson, seven and two for me, eight and one for CT and our special uh, guest last week, the Fan of the Flames football podcast, uh, respectable four and five. Definitely could have been a lot were so we're going to bring in our guest uh picker shortly uh and then yeah jump into some you're trying to jump chat. ahead we need to recognize you for a second here so richie long shots 62 and 34 on the season right now one one tie it's about 63 percent and you're up oh we'll just call it 22 unit 22 units on the season absolutely well well done the haters they're dead quiet right now mm-hmm. i just want to say bravo to you for what you've been doing thank you I appreciate it. But, hey, overall, even even Manson, uh, he's sitting at 500. You're above 500 now, up eight units. Uh, definitely turn things around for the beginning of the year. So uh, if you are listening and you're following our picks, you're making money. At that point, like, subscribe, retweet, follow us uh, on all that. But uh, before we jump into our ODU coverage, we're going to bring in our guest picker. Uh, of the evening, but we have our group standings up there. Uh, Sam Stone tied with uh, our guy that gives us all the the Liberty updates, uh, Zach McLaren, uh, both six and three up two and a half or so units. And we will see if our guest picker, Mr. Jacob Webb this week can jump in and take everyone down. So uh, welcome on. You've seen this guy's work on social media. Uh, he has done so much for the creative end of Liberty Athletics, and we're so excited to have him on. Mr. Webb, thank you for joining us this Tuesday night. What's up, fellas? I appreciate uh, the invite. Uh, Chris or uh, CT just told me about this yesterday. So I am checking my picks right now because I forgot who I picked. All right, looking good, looking good. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, last day of work was today. So, I mean, Honestly, I might retire and just get y'all's picks for going on. So I think I could make quite a bit of money doing that. Well, it it could all come crashing down at any moment. So as always, we look at the Liberty game first. And uh, the the, the smart people at Vegas see Liberty is winning this game by around two touchdowns. Spreads minus 13, over-unders 59. Uh, Jake, you're going with Old Dominion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just get ahead of this real quick. 
because y'all yep. set me up for failure here first time on the show and i i have to take i have to take odu's money or the spread here but i mean flames are gonna win so it doesn't really matter but i i mean honestly odu is underrated like john said earlier they're they're in tight games every single week um no disrespect to the flames just more credit to odu to be honest uh but 13 and a half i mean that's pretty big so it's a lot of points a lot of points so i mean honestly now that i'm looking at uh ct and and long shots line here uh probably should have taken probably should have done something else if i wanted to win some money but <laughs> no you, you gotta stick with your uh first your your first gut instinct we'll fly through uh sam houston state we all think you know Maybe they get their first win, but eight, eight points is a lot, which leads us into the de facto play-in game of uh, who's going to face Liberty in the Conference USA Championship game, and that is New Mexico State, Western Kentucky. CT, you have over 57 and a half. Uh, what do you think there? Yeah, I mean, obviously both offenses, we know they are decently high-powered. We shut down both of them this year, um, but both offenses are pretty good. Last week, both of them had pretty bad weeks. I think both teams were at under 25 points, if not lower. Um, so I think it's a good situational spot um, for both offenses to be thriving together. Um, and I think we get some points in this one. I think it could get up, you know, 65, 70, somewhere in there. And it seems like you agree with me. No, I do. I, I could see it being a shootout. Um, Jake, New Mexico State, you're Diego Pavia guy? Yeah, and honestly, it's – it's a little bit of both. Um, Western Kentucky, New Mexico State, I think they're both good, but New Mexico State is, they're trending up quick. And I think like they had their eyes set that, you know, they made it to a bowl game last year. And we all know what happened in November last year with in Williams Stadium. But what they're doing is incredible. And I think, honestly, I, I thought about picking them out right here, uh, but I think it's a little safer to go four and a half. But I, honestly, I think they take it. I'm with you, too. I, I'm not sure Western Kentucky, uh, they still have that same vibe. They still have that same feeling that they did, that swagger they had in the beginning of the year. They kind of got punched in the mouth and didn't really respond too well. Next up, game of the week, Michigan against State Penn, four and a half. Uh, Jake and I are on the same side, Michigan minus four and a half. CT, what makes, yep. you, what makes you go back to the well with the fine people of Penn State? So honestly, it's something for me. It's just going back to uh, kind of a prediction I had preseason. And basically, I had said before the season started that Ohio State was going to beat Penn State, Penn State was going to be beat Michigan, and Michigan was going to beat Ohio State. And you'd have a three-way tie at the top there. So um, Michigan, of course, clearly playing uh, as the better team right now. Um, Penn State, they have a lot of issues, especially, again, with that offense. But it's something that I have to stay uh, that I have to stick to at this point. Um, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we see it play out. So that's really all it is. Um, I'm sticking with that. So give me Penn State uh, plus four and a half. I, I mean, let's it. address you're, the you're elephant in the room real quick. Michigan and Penn State both good teams. I think Michigan's better. Hard to lose when you know what the other team's going to call. I mean, let's just put it out there. I mean, four and a half. Like when you know what the other team's gonna do. Come on, give me Michigan. I might as well win with my 30 you. at that point. I'm with you. Uh Bama, Kentucky at Kentucky. Uh 
CT, you're on the other side of us, UK plus 10 and a half. Bam is back. And I'm not just saying that because I was there. I think Bam is back. This was probably my least confident play of the week, uh, to be completely honest. Uh, but really, it was something that, yes, you're saying Bam is back. I'm still not sold. Um, I think that LSU defense, we've seen, they've been, they've been terrible throughout the season. Uh, Bama beat Tennessee. I haven't been high on Tennessee this year or anything like that. Uh, and Kentucky struggled the past couple weeks, honestly. Uh, so I, to me, it's really, I'm hopefully selling high on Bama and buying low on, on Kentucky, not saying that Kentucky's going to win. Um, but to be able to get that 10 and a half points, it was earlier in the season. I think we would have been looking at around seven points. So um, just with that principle, I'm taking a stab at it and hope Kentucky uh, covers by 10 points. There's a lot of points, but the game's at Kentucky, uh, so mm-hmm. never know. We heard your thoughts, CT, on uh, Missouri RA, so we'll kick it over to, to Jacob. Tennessee money line, good old Rocky top. What are we feeling? Yeah, I have no idea. I, this, <laughs> I, I have literally no idea. I went Love money it. line because it. I w- didn't want to cheapen out and go money line in some of these other ones, and this is the one that I banked it on. Uh, shout out Colin Equifee, um, zoo grad. So uh, I apologize for this one, but it's so hard to predict Tennessee this year. You just never mm-hmm. know what team you're going to get. Uh, but let's go Rocky Top. Yeah, I, I went Mizzou just so uh, I wouldn't get Mike Schlittler complaining to me. Uh, in the DM. So Utah, Washington, very exciting game. Uh, can Washington keep it going? Uh, John, myself, and CT all on Washington minus eight and a half. I'm not gonna lie. This was the toughest game for me to pick this week. Utah has a great defense and I really almost went uh, Utah plus eight and a half uh, with Mr. Webb as well. Now, Auburn, Arkansas. It's gonna be a very interesting game. And a certain someone took Auburn money line, and that man is John. The guy Mayfield. that's in last place. Yeah, he's not here to defend himself, so I'm not going to call him out uh, too much. But I went Auburn plus two and a half too. Arkansas coming off a big win uh, last week. CT, you think they can keep that train rolling? Yeah, and it really comes down to again they fired their offensive coordinator, um, mm-hmm. and the offensive scheme is much much more conducive for their entire offense and for KJ Jefferson. Um, so we know Hugh Freeze has beat this Arkansas team uh, in the past. He He's succeeded against them. But that Liberty win, I'm pretty sure that was his first time beating Arkansas. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember that from last year. So I, I he think had, you're right. His, he has historically struggled with them a little bit. Um, and it's something where that Arkansas offense, if they're scoring 25, 30 points, let's say, I really struggle to see Auburn with that quarterback situation this year, being able to keep up. And Jacob, you're going under 50 and a half. You're seeing ugly game, right? I mean, both uh, teams are going to run the ball. You can just skip me on this one. I have no idea what's going on in this game. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, I'm looking at So I'm looking at the schedule right now. Arkansas, 39 points last week, three points against Mississippi State. I have no idea. No idea. Uh, no insight to tell here. I love Sometimes you just got to flip a coin. Hey, Which 50, brings 50. us, bring, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Brings us to our last game. Ole Miss, Georgia, another argument to be, to be the game of the week. Uh, Georgia, 11-point favorites, over under 59. None of us here decided to take a stand. 
uh, going with the side, but John, myself, and CT all on the same side again, going under 59, and Jacob going over over 59. So three of us are on the other, Jacob on the over. This is another game I thought could have gone either way, but I just see Georgia winning this game like 28 to 7 and just Lane being frustrated. Maybe 28-14, he throws a, a touchdown late because it's Lane. Uh, but what you, what made you go under splitting from the rest of the crew? Yeah, honestly, here's here's my thing. I had a hard time picking the spread. But if, say, Georgia can win by 20 and they put up 40 points, Ole Miss can put up 20 points. So, like, in my opinion, I think I think both teams can score at a high rate. We know Georgia's defense is really good. But, honestly, I don't think Ole Miss has to score that much for the over to hit just because Georgia is that powerful. That's fair. Yeah, I just, yeah it is fair. And it's one of those – there's a lot of tough games this week. We're, we're in that swing of things where – Vegas is caught up to what they, they know exactly who these teams are. They, they grunt, they crunch their numbers uh, and all that. So real quick, rapid fire CT, give us your favorite pick of the week. Favorite pick of the week. It's honestly going to be Arkansas, Arkansas minus two and a half. Ooh, the freeze fade. Uh, going to be a good one. What time is that game? Uh, that is a great question. As you guys talk about yours, I'll find it. game. Uh, uh, Jacob Webb, Liberty legend, thank you again for joining us uh, this Tuesday night. What is your one game? You got to put it all on. What are you going with? Yeah, I, well, I wasn't prepared for this question, by the way, so I'm looking at him right now. Uh, honestly, it's either New Mexico State or Sam Houston. I think mm-hmm. uh, both cover. Honestly, I think both could win. Honestly, I think both might win. It'd be a nice little money line parlay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like half a unit on the money line. Yeah, you might as well just start yeah. ODU and that point too. Hey, watch it. <laughs> get get weird with it. Um, if I had to pick one, give me Michigan minus four and a half. I, yeah. I think that they're going to play with some severe chip on their shoulder type uh, situation. But those are our picks. We'll get those out there, uh, out on the Bird app this week, and we are now going to. Uh, swing it over and hear from one of our sponsors. It's real Florida. It's old Florida. And it's close to all of the Central Florida attractions. Crystal clear natural springs in one of the largest chain of lakes. The beautiful lakefront city of Leesburg offers the best in outdoor adventures, fishing, and quaint shops and restaurants on historic downtown Main Street. Come visit and see how welcoming a hometown city feels. Experience Leesburg the way Florida is meant to be. Shout out Leesburg, maybe distant cousins with Lynchburg. Who knows? Uh, I think I saw Magic Kingdom out there. I got my uh, Disney hat. Be a shame if we were all in Orlando this December. John, you're muted. You're muted, John. It's because he picked uh, Auburn, by the way. Yes, that was... Uh, that was fate having it. But uh, before we could start talking about bowl games, obviously I'm talking about a potential trip to Orlando for Cheer Bowl, Cheese Bowl, Pop Tart Bowl, Tony the Tiger Bowl. I can't keep track of the bowl games that are in Orlando. But before we jump into all that bowl stuff, we have a game on Saturday and we are facing off against in state rival Old Dominion, uh, ranked 
104th on the FPI ranking. A lot of close games this year that, that they lost that could have gone either way. Uh, John Manson, give us a little bit of breakdown. Teach teach me a little something uh, about Old Dominion. Yeah, well, they, uh, Ricky Ronnie's their head coach. He's uh, in his fourth year, I believe it is, even though they didn't play in 2020, the COVID season. So I guess it's what his third year uh, actually having a team. But uh, they have a, a kind of unique offense. They uh, You'll see their receivers a lot of times, both sides of the field going out beyond uh, the, the numbers and, and really spreading the field. They they do a little bit of a hurry-up offense, uh, a fast tempo, similar to Jacksonville State, not quite that fast, not quite that that many times that they go that fast, but similar type uh, scheme and and and, uh, and type of offense. Um, uh, like you said, you know, and, and I said earlier, they've they've had eight straight games decided by seven points or less, and and they're four and five. They got three games left. They'll probably be underdogs in all three of them, uh, including this week against Liberty, and they need to win two to get to a bowl game. I mean, that's obviously what they're playing for right now, and and uh, they're capable of pulling the upset. They, uh, you know, went toe to toe with JMU a couple weeks back. They they defeated App State earlier this year, and and uh, you know a couple other good games and good performances. So so it's going to be a tough uh, tough test, and, and they're going to be coming in here looking for for some payback. Liberty's won three straight against them, and and what one uh, score that we can uh, look back on is last year when uh, Coach Chadwell and this Liberty staff, most of them were at Coastal Carolina. They got uh, kind of embarrassed by Ricky Ronnie and ODU in Conway, South Carolina. So uh, do they have uh, Chadwell's number? I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe we'll find out some this week. But this this is a big game for Liberty from from bragging rights, from in-state bragging rights, from you know, some some notoriety. Getting a win against the Sun Belt would be huge. And and uh, especially, you know, that that team, like I mentioned, JMU, they they uh, beat them by four, beat ODU by four. So if, you know, again, you're comparing numbers, but, hey, we're fans. That's what we do, comparing scores. And if Liberty can go out and, and win by two or three touchdowns, um, you know, that certainly looks good on paper. Yeah, no, numbers don't lie. So uh, totally with you there. Big game for a lot of reasons. Impact player on the screen, Jason Henderson. We don't normally see defensive players when we look at our opponent preview. Uh, but tell us a little bit about Jason Henderson and what we can expect uh, from what I assume is the captain of the ODU defense. Yeah, he's a team's uh, top tackler and and kind of leads the team on that side of the ball. And and uh, they've they've got a solid defense. They've uh, you know been able to to stay within games. You know even you know some of those teams like I mentioned, uh, a JMU, they were able to keep them down to I think it was twenty eight points. And and Coastal uh, was in the twenties as well. And and we know Coastal can score a lot of points too. But uh, so their defense really keeps them within striking distance. That's one of the main reasons why they haven't been kind of, you know, blown out of any games or always in it. So, um, you know, you know, it's going to be a big challenge for, for Liberty, but, but like we said, I, I'm really looking forward to, to this, you know, this game, seeing, seeing this Liberty offense once again. I mean, they, you know, last week, Louisiana Tech couldn't stop them. I never felt threatened in that game, just watching that game, just because of the offense. You always knew the offense would, would have their say. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how the game goes Saturday. And if ODU, they got some stops late. I remember I was watching that JMU-ODU game. They got some uh, thoughts, some stops late when it looked like all they needed was one or two stops and, and they would be able to pull in front, which didn't quite happen. But uh, that, that defense has been playing well. And, and uh it, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's an interesting game. Uh, CT, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on some of the uh, aspects of this game Saturday? 
Yeah, absolutely. I will say I do have a bone to pick with ODU as well because I had took them against Coastal last week and they're up for most of the game. Grayson McCall wasn't even playing because he was hurt and uh, gave up a fourth quarter comeback to Coastal. So whatever, that's besides the point. ODU has been a really good team just overall. I mean, even um, from a game league perspective, they they're six and one against the spread as an underdog. Um, they're six and three against the spread overall. So they're they're a really solid team. They've, as you've said, they've kept really every game close um, that they've been in. And so I, I think it's going to be a, a battle. I think we pull away at the end. But again, they they know what they're doing. They're well coached. They play well. Um, I do like with the game as well, just being able to break up for us conference play a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice just being able to step away for a little bit and show just what we can do against a Sunbelt team, even if it's not the top uh, team in the Sunbelt or anything like that, they still um, are really, they're really strong and want it. We want to keep on showing that, Hey, we can take care of these teams. So add an in-state rivalry and all the different things. Uh, I think it's a really important game to all of us. And I really like just the, the breakup in the schedule. Jake, no, what about I, you? I, what, what, do you, what do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, I'm all for these, these regional region, regional games. Sorry, I pulled a shad there. Um, but no, for real, like, like, like CT said, um, breaking up the schedule is huge. And honestly, like we played so many conference games before a lot of the conference USA teams did like we were one or two games into our conference schedule, uh, ahead of everybody else. So I think the breakup's really good, but I, I think as long as we can get one of these regional games in every year, it's really, really important for the fan base, really important for, you know, the state of Virginia, the conferences themselves. I mean, if we can play a Sunbelt team every year, I think Liberty fans would sign up for that every single year. You know, one thing that I really loved, I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to watch uh, Coach uh, Chadwell's press conference from, from today, but uh, he did something that not a lot of coaches do. He kind of leaned into, you know, this whole bragging rights thing and in-state rival and and uh, it's basically said, yes, fans want this. I, I know they're out there on, on X, as he called it, and, and you know, kind of ribbing each other back and forth and uh, he didn't shy away from that he kind of w- was r- right up against that and said yeah we want it too we want to win this game too and we know it's important and he was also going in you know you, you talk about the rankings liberty wasn't ranked in the cfp again uh tonight as i think most of us expect it but uh you know and, and coach chadwell was talking about that he was talking about if you can go in and get a win against a, a sunbelt team a team from a conference that's more respected than ours currently just on a national standpoint uh that's just a matter of fact right now then uh that can only help you so so it was fun to kind of see him uh hear him you know lean into that and not shy away from from some of those talking points I yeah, agree. Honestly, too. Oh, sorry. Long shots. Oh, okay. no, I said I love the in-state idea um, and, and getting to settle those games on the field. Um, and I, I think it is going to be something that hopefully we can make happen again. But, uh, Jacob, I was curious. You, you're used to watching the games from a different lens, working in creative, working with Liberty. What are you looking forward to the most about just being able to watch a game as a private citizen? Yeah, honestly, uh, just as simple as that, watching the game. Because when you're working it, honestly, you miss half of the plays that happen. Um, you're retroactively doing everything after the plays happen. You know, uh, Kyle and Iwamasa is our social or hour. That hurts a little bit. As I'm no longer there anymore. But Liberty's social media manager, uh, you know, we go back and forth. And, you know, as he's working on something, 
he'll miss a play and he'll have to ask what happened or we'll have to watch a replay. I'm excited to just take it all in and no matter what happens, I can just enjoy it. You know, um, kind of honestly going back to what uh, we were talking about with regional teams is like, I mean, kind of throw back to the big South days is like, even in, even in basketball, you know, growing up in Virginia, I was friends with a lot of people that went to these schools. So like, uh, I don't want to, hurry you know bring back any heartbreak but when we lost to radford in basketball in 2018 is that is that what it was i mean after that game i'm seeing friends instagram stories snapchat stories that go to radford and they're celebrating so that's the part of it that i think you know we miss a little bit with some of these non-regional games is you, you don't have those bragging rights with people that you actually know and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun you kind of miss out on some of that that's what makes college football great the smack talk Yep. I mean, like I even I worked with a guy at a previous school that that goes that went to App State. He was an App State alum. Like I would love to get teams like that on the schedule so we can talk about it all week. So we can, you know, talk smack to each other the the entire time. And, you know, whenever the game starts, we can just enjoy it. Um, those are kind of things that I think we miss out on a little bit. And as you know, realignment happens, you kind of go national conferences more than regional conferences. Uh, if you can get these non-conference games on the schedule that are regional, it's so much fun. And it it takes you at, like when you have a non-conference game, sometimes you feel like it's not as important. Sometimes it feels more important to the fans. Something we haven't talked and about just- tonight is the CFP. CFP rankings, the New Year's Six, Liberty is, uh, you know, like I just mentioned, still outside the uh, the CFP top 25 rankings. But you have to win this game, right? I mean, Liberty has zero margin for error. They have to not only win out, but they probably have to have some style points uh, in doing so, as well as getting some help. And, and got some help last week with Air Force losing and, and dropping out of the top 25, so that opens up a spot for us. So, uh, this again, this is a game that we really need uh, to uh, to impress those voters, impress those pollsters, impress the committee, uh, and go out there and yeah, getting the win is important. But uh, you know, hopefully, we can do do some with uh, with a little bit of a, a style as well. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we can control what we can control. There's going to be other games we're going to be screen watching. I saw some uh, a great little chart of, of what teams we should be rooting for and what games we should be keeping an eye on. But that's what makes this whole thing fun. That's what makes college football so special and being in a conference so, so crucial uh, for Liberty to, to go and play in these games. But CT, Jacob, uh, Jason Porter, Brendan Schlittler, Caden Salter, thank you to all of them for joining us this Tuesday night. We're so uh, just blessed to be able to, to talk about our undefeated Liberty Flames each and every week. So make sure you shout us out, check us out on Twitter, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you are on YouTube, it is not just this podcast, but all of the press conferences and other events. John is there, Chad is there uh, filming this so you can have access to all the pregame press conferences, postgame pre- press conferences, uh, not just for football, but for all things Liberty Athletics. So this Saturday, Old Dominion, I'm coming down. We're going to we're going to be going bananas in Cabana Nine. Uh, so make sure you come out to the tailgate in Titletown. I can promise you that that you will see us. We'll be there with some ironclad coffee. And I heard a rumor Chick Fil A, but don't quote me on that. So again, thank you to everyone. 
uh, for joining us here and getting to share our love for Liberty football. So as always, stay fly, stay hydrated, stay blessed. I'm Richie Longshot, and we'll see you next week.